bring the heart. It's time to get loud. Let's go! Because this is Betfred Super League. Bring it on. And welcome along to another edition of the best rugby league podcast around. Yes, it's that time of the week again for Eddie and Steve-O, the podcast supported as always by our friends at Bedfred. Well, it's Challenge Cup semi-final weekend coming up. In fact, Ellen Road in Leeds on Saturday will host a triple header and all will be shown live on BBC television because it's also the Women's Challenge Cup final. So there's a feast of televised fare coming up. Let's get going straight away then, because Steve-O's waiting for us 12,000 miles away in Sydney, Australia. Steve-O, let's uh, assess the form of the semi-finalists, shall we? But first of all, before we assess the form, who do you fancy to get to Tottenham after the matches on Saturday? Uh, well, I'm going to go for uh, a St. Helens versus Huddersfield. I think that... Um... They just prepared themselves well, uh, especially with the fact that one of the teams has had the 24 hours benefit. Because I don't think that Hulkington Rovers will benefit from the fact that the, you know, they've had a shorter time to prepare, and it, it's always effective. It is. There is a lot of talk about this short turnaround, but I mean, to be fair, they all finished playing the semi-finalists on Friday. So they've got a full week and a day before they have to run out at Ellen Road. I mean, do you agree with this short turnaround uh, excuse? No, there's, look, there's no excuse. The thing is that the, the, the four teams in the semi-final, right, should all play on the same day. It's unfair if you've got to play 24 hours later. That Everybody knows that. So why can't the Rugby Football League arrange it so that not, not one team has an advantage. The TV company pay their money and it's a little bit like that in the Premier League, you know. They want a match at a certain time, they've paid the money, you know, get on with it. Or don't take the money and don't have a television deal, I suppose. Well, with great respect in regards to the BBC, do you really feel that they're pumping millions into the game? No, but I'm talking about the matches played last weekend. Sky wanted one on a Thursday. They picked that one. They wanted one on a Friday. They picked that one. And, you know, the game just has to get on with it, sadly. Yeah, but surely they can arrange it so that they don't have to wait another 24 hours. It's not difficult, is it? Come on. I know that Sky want their, want their best games, etc. and so forth. But you can't tell me that they, they can't leave one of those out or all four teams out of it. Well, 
the schedulers at uh, Sky and the schedulers at the BBC are certainly more intelligent than you and me, Steve. So let, let's now look at the uh, at the teams that might be turning out. There's a excuse, a big... excuse me. I, I don't I don't agree with that. I really don't agree. Look, in any sport, you've got to be fair. All four clubs needed the opportunity, and they didn't get it. Well, they've all got seven or eight days. I mean, you, you, you're giving them all the coaches now the excuse for bleating when the when the results are known after this weekend. You really are. Yeah, but yeah, but it's not just the coaches; it, it's the fans. The fans are saying, you know, we're behind the eight ball, uh, and and it can be effective. You know, look, when it, it, it's a tough sport, twenty four hours, you've got a better chance to recover than the other teams that are playing 24 hours later. They have the shortest uh, amount of time. 24 hours can see the physiotherapist, the doctors, they can get a player back on the field of play within that 24 hours. So it's unfair. Okay, I'll bow to your greater knowledge. <laughs> that makes a change. <laughs> okay, look, the, the headline act, of course, is Wigan against St. Helens, obviously, because they are the top two in the Super League at the moment. Big blow for the Saints. Johnny Lomax, he might well miss the match with Wigan after coming off in the first half of Friday's narrow win against Salford. A bicep problem. Uh, bad news, hot on the heels of Lewis Dodd's season-ending Achilles injury last week. Bad news for Saints, this. It certainly is. I mean, a lot of people don't realise that Johnny Lomax is the key player to St. Helens' success. They often say that one man does not make a difference. Well, this man does. He's a key, he's a man that gets things going from the forwards out to the three-quarter line. He is the link. And most successful clubs need that link. And for Dodd and Lomax to be out, Wigan will be smiling from ear to ear. And they should be. Absolutely they should, because apart from all of that problem for St. Helens, Wigan are in great form, as they proved in the match against Warrington last weekend. Although Jay Field came off on Friday night too against Warrington, but it's not thought to be serious. I think they were maybe giving him a 40-minute breather ahead of the semi-final. Well, they knew that they had the game under control. Simple as that. But what on earth has happened to Warrington? I know that they were without two of their better players, but you've just got to say to yourself, uh, I know they've got a new coach. Has it been that difficult to change a few things that, uh, you know, Powell has had to bring in? He said he wanted them to play his way. And let's face it, it's been very good the way for all the years that he, he was the coach at Castleford. They played some really good open, open rugby league football, and I, I just can't understand why they're not gelling. I mean, they got hammered. There's no two ways about it. They did. It could have been a lot worse than the the scoreline suggests. Although it was a heavy scoreline against them, they, they were awful. And and even Phil Clark. Now he said, and you have to agree with him on what we saw at the weekend. He said he believes things are going to get worse for Warrington before they get better. But as you've hinted, Ratchford and Widdop were both missing last weekend. Yeah, look, two great players. And once again, uh, Widdop is the, is the link. And of course, the fullback 
very, very key player because he's, he's not what we call a defensive fullback, Ratchford. He likes to link in. I mean, sometimes you can see him jump into the dummy half position. He's one of the very few fullbacks that will do that. So, two great players that were missing, but uh, they just don't seem to be combining. It's as though they're looking a little bit lost. Uh, no leadership, perhaps, but uh, it's a mystery. I honestly think that Powell is a very, very good coach, but is it the pressure? Are the fans getting on his back? I know the media will start to be. I mean, look, you and I, um, they blame us for a lot of things, Eddie. Even when we retired, we were still being blamed. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, I, I, you know, I, th I think you're right. I mean, the fans, the fans are getting impatient, but I think they're giving Daryl Powell the time. Something is certainly not gelling. I just wonder, Steve-O, Lee Breers got a lot of praise uh, from the pundits and from the players on uh, Friday night after that uh, Warrington defeat. Now, Wigan took him from Warrington to sort out their attack, and boy has he done that, and boy has he made Harry Smith a kicker. Good coaches sit down and say, right, this, we're not too good in this position. We need building in that position. And the best way to do that is to poach an ex-player that's been tremendous in his own position, be it a forward or a halfback or a scrum half. You know, these are, these are the things that it's not just about getting the players. It's sometimes get someone who is an assistant coach that can work on one particular item. Sometimes it's in defence, bringing someone that's been very, very good in defence. On attack, kicking game, yes, and that's why they went for it. Simple as that. It's not just about getting the right players. It's the combination between two, defensive coach, attacking coach, etc. If you get the best in that department, then you've got to be on a winner. So do you think then, when Daryl Powell arrived at Warrington and cleared the back room out and Lee Breers and company left the building and Lee went to Wigan, do you think that was a mistake from Daryl Powell? Should he have had a little bit of Warrington left in the dressing room? Yes, I thought it straight away. Um, a lot of coaches do it in, in any sport. Uh, it's, it's my way of thinking. But as you say, Eddie, that man was through and through Warrington. He could have been a great ally for Powell. And it did surprise me at the time, because he's a hero. And there's not many heroes in our game that play so long and was so dominant. And to have him as, as an extra on board, I knew Powell wanted to bring over his own. That's fine. But you could tell that the way that Wigan said, wow, this is a great opportunity. This is one of the great halfbacks that's played the game of rugby league. Imagine the amount of sort of knowledge that he can pass on to young kids, etc., and so forth. And let's face it, in the three-quarter line and the two halfbacks at Wigan, they're not doing too bad, are they? <laughs> they no, they are certainly not. And, uh, you know, he's a deep thinker of the game, is, is Librius. There's no question about that. Uh, OK, so look, uh, Wigan against Saints. Um, I think you said originally St. Helens to get to Tottenham. 
you've not talked yourself out of it then no I think that they'll just that, that they'll lift their game especially with the fact it, it's going to be difficult because Lomax as we mentioned earlier he is the key factor to St. Helens the other key factor of course is who's going to win the forward battle the likes of Wormsley has to have one of his best games in his entire career he is another leader he's the man that can just make that half break that will give the three quarters the opportunity to score tries it's semi-finals are not there and the fans realise that now it's not there for entertainment it's grinded out keep the mistakes as low as possible because it will be one mistake or one way or the other a missed tackle out of position that will lose you a semi-final it's not about wonderful tactics in regards to keeping the ball alive and it's entertaining for the crowd it's very rare that you get a semi-final which is attractive rugby league football it can be dour it can be very slow either way win at all costs forget about don't we play attractive rugby league they do both sides do but we won't see much of it at that semi-final the BBC will be horrified Steve they will be hoping for a, a massively entertaining game Eddie it can still be entertaining in regards to the people that know rugby league but sometimes a gritty game can be more exciting yes it can be you're right but I think that the BBC would like to have a lot of gloss on their rugby league this weekend as I say they've got three matches they've got the two semi-finals they've also got the women's challenge cup final which is being shown before the two semis St Helens the holders of the women's trophy arguably like in Super League the best team in the women's competition they take on the Leeds Rhinos so it might be a Saints double header then uh, well who knows uh, I'm not a great gambler but I, I think I'd have a couple of bob on, uh, on, on St Helens OK, who will you have a couple of bob on in the other semi-final? Huddersfield against Hull Kingston Rovers. Now, the Giants got a morale-boosting win live on Sky last Thursday, ahead of their semi with Hull Kingston Rovers. They won 14-12 at Wakefield, first win at Bellevue in five years, defended magnificently, and, as you mentioned earlier, 24 hours before the Rovers took on the Leeds Rhinos at Headingley, on Friday. You really believe that extra 24 hours matters, don't you? Of course. But I'm going to please all the Rovers fans <laughs> by suggesting that Huddersfield will win. Right. They'll all well, say, oh, well, if that's the case, Steve always picked Huddersfield, blah, 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 blah. We've got to win by a convincing <laughs> margin. But <laughs> yeah, again, it, 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 will, it will surprise me if, again, it's going to be a grind. And that's how you've got to have it. It's the best defensive team will probably go through to the final at Tottenham. Well, Huddersfield were fabulous in defence. I've only seen the highlights of the uh, Hull Kingston Rovers defeat at Leeds. Uh, Rovers, I'm afraid, look pretty grim defensively uh, on their own line in the highlights that I saw. Um, I wonder if they had their minds on this semi-final. They lost 12-0. Oh, of course they did. Yeah, of course they did. Look, Eddie... Uh, to get into a Challenge Cup final uh, it is a dream for all the players but it's it's that wonderful thing saying I'm in a Challenge Cup final and it can play the, it can play on your mind 
And let's not forget, last year they came very close to doing it as well, didn't they? In the uh, for the grand final, Hulkington yes. Rovers. Yes, they did. I wonder what sort of effect the news of Tony Smith's impending departure will have. Will it go one way or the other? Well, um, that is a pertinent point in regards to how the players will accept it. I would imagine that all the players would think to themselves, why on earth is he going? He's built up a wonderful squad right from the beginning when he first went there. And he's got them working for him. He's done a magnificent job. Why, why couldn't he have just maybe left it until the end of the season? To come out with that sort of thing before a, a semi-final, um, I, I, can't, I can't understand Tony's thinking because all the players have got behind him. He's a great coach. He's got all the experience in the world. And then all of a sudden, he throws a spanner in the works. Is he going somewhere else? He says he, he says he's not going anywhere else. I would be very surprised if Tony Smith retires. He's still got a lot, a lot of energy to give to our game. And you look through his record. All the other teams that are maybe thinking of getting a new coach, they'll be knocking on his door. Well, you would think so. I mean, uh, Neil Hodgell, the owner of Hulkingston Rovers, he was, he says taken by surprise with the announcement and the way it was handled. Paul Lakin, on, on the other hand, who's the chief executive of the Robins, says that he has been working on testing the market since the beginning of last month. There have been no progress in talks about Smith's future with the club, so he thought, thinks that he's now ahead of the game and he's expecting to make an announcement about his successor uh, very shortly. Well, that gives one indication to me and probably a lot more of rugby league fans, uh, the fact that he didn't get the contract that he wanted. Look, we've, we've had committees for years and years and years who have put off certain coaches because they interfere. It doesn't happen as much now, but there's still that semblance of we're the committee uh, and we don't like what you're doing or whatever. And then the coach says, yeah, but we've been successful. Ah, uh, yes, but um, uh, we'd like it to be done this way. I mean, the, the, over the years and years and years, how many coaches have had to leave because the interference with people who perhaps don't know much about the game of rugby league can sometimes see a coach gone, even though he's probably one of the best coaches in the world. Yeah, and the, there was a little hint about that in some of the things that were said during the press conference. You know, that there are certain people who are not singing from the same hymn sheet, that sort of thing, uh, and probably a split is, is the, the best way forward. Well, we'll wait and see. If he gets them to a Challenge Cup final, it won't be a bad farewell present, will it? It really won't. I'm sure that he would have got all the players uh, uh, privately and then just said, look, this is what's going to happen. Um, things haven't worked out as I would like it to, without explaining one way or the other. And he would offer to the players, this is your opportunity. He wouldn't, look, Tony's that good a coach. He wouldn't sort of think to himself, this is my golden opportunity. He'd say, it's not my golden opportunity. It's you as the players that has this opportunity. That's why he's a good coach. 
I don't think he's finished from rugby league. But you still also say it's going to be Huddersfield who will get to the Challenge Cup final despite the influence of Tony Smith this weekend. Yes. Okay. Okay. Other talking points. Now, look. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, other talking points. I'm, I'm, I'm slightly worried for uh, Zach Hardacre because Zach was taken to hospital with a suspected seizure in the week while he was out walking with his young son. And Jamie Jones Buchanan, the interim coach until Rowan Smith arrives later this week, we believe, says the most important thing now is to look after Zach. There hasn't been too much comment about him, uh, despite this concerning news. I just hope that Zach Hardacre is okay. Well, we all do. Anybody that's connected to, to rugby league, we, we don't want any, anything wrong to happen to them. And and I'm pleased that James Jones Buchanan has come out publicly and said the only thing that's important is his health and we will look after him. And you'd have to say that uh, Leeds are a club that understand that there are problems off the field of play. They've always been very understanding. They're a very, very tight club and they, they, they make sure that they look after the, their own, okay? He played with them before, he came back, but in this situation, of course, the Leeds club will be behind Hardacre and they will do what they can to make sure that he's going to be 100% fit. Simple. Not about playing. Forget about that. The interest of the man's health is more important than the game. Well said. Well said. Now, we've had two coaches from the Championship sacked this week. John Keir, our old pal at Bradford, he's gone. Simon Finnegan at Widnes, he's gone. Their team's currently lying ninth and eighth in the table. And, of course, Bradford and Widnes being tipped every year to get into Super League. You know, Bradford go and win at Whitehaven in their first match without John Keir. Widnes hammered 74-6 by Featherstone. Who on earth, steve would be a coach? If you were a coach, May the 1st marked the day when players come off contract at the end of this season and so they can now be approached by the suitors for 2023. The, the list is endless, steve but names have, have come out of the page and hit me square in the face. Bevan French, Luke Gale, Jake Truman, they're on the list, as is Sam Tompkins. All 12 of the Super League clubs have got an incredible amount of work to do now to keep hold of their stars and the players and the clubs that are trying to poach each other, you know, the, the work begins here. We'll start hearing all the rumours now. To me, it's the worst thing that the Rugby Football League or Super League have ever brought in. It's been on for a long, long time. It's the same down here in Australia. A guy signs a two-year contract and after 12 months, they're being approached legally. I mean, in the past, it was always done under the table. Quiet, don't say it. But the one thing that it did was that the loyal fans didn't know that they were being approached. Now, you're a fan, you've bought a season ticket, and all of a sudden, maybe two, maybe even three of your great players at your club want to leave. They want to go to another club, or they've been offered more money. It's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. It's as though the people who have brought that in 
has said forget about the fans it's all about the player getting because it, 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 it's not a long contract it's this that and the other get as much as you can what about the poor blokes men women children they buy a season ticket oh and two of their stars are leaving halfway through the season they know that he's not going to be there next year it's and stupid it, and you're right it's very early in the season isn't it I mean May we're not even half, we're not even halfway through yet and yet we can That's now yeah. you know, we, we can now negotiate with other clubs crackers, it's crackers. A, and, and, and it's the same down here isn't it? same down in Australia uh, everybody knows who's going well he's going there and he's going there and he's going there. and we get the media comes out Harry Block uh, you're leaving at the end of the year oh yes but I'm going to give my heart and soul to this club that I'm playing for now don't think that I'm not going to play to my 100% and, and the fans will say hang on I've spent a small fortune to have a family ticket for to come to see my club and you my favourite player mm. and I'm going to be playing against you next year it's just it's just madness isn't it it, it is but you know it, it, it keeps podcasts like this rolling along oh, from hey, week to week yeah, I, I, under, I understand that but and we do this papers, for nothing it? we do this for yeah. nothing <laughs> but it sells papers and they don't do it yeah, for nothing you know? I know but I'll put it this way I don't think out in the big wide world there's another company that wants a podcast that will approach us of course they won't approach us <laughs> They will when they get hold of the the listening figures. Don't don't worry about that. And well, well, say, the thing the thing is, look, we're very very thankful for Betfred. We are. They're they're fantastic for us, and uh, it, it's not a matter with we don't want pain. We just we just enjoy it. I mean, we did get paid when we were both working at Sky. That's another instance. But the thing is, being together and and talking what we call well, we won't say it publicly, but we enjoy it, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we certainly do. We certainly do. And we we gossip and we witter on week after week. And talking of gossip, you've always got a little nugget from what's happening down there in Australia. What's the latest nonsense that's going on in the NRL? Well, for once, this is not nonsense, Eddie. Oh. Because the English lad, Herbie Farnworth, right, playing for the Brisbane Broncos, is in scintillating form. And yet, his contract ends at the end of this year. Now, the Brisbane media have made it quite clear that they used to fly him from England to Australia so that he could join at Brisbane into the training, get into the reality of what it's going to be like as a professional rugby league player. They were bringing him over when he was 15 years of age. He's now 22. He had an up-and-down season last year, but this season, boy, he's got out of the blocks very, very fast indeed. And he wants to stay at the Broncos, but all of a sudden, because of his playing ability that has been shown on TV, five or six clubs are now saying, come and join us, including the new club, the Dolphins. Uh, they're saying that we want to get him. Now, I, I can't believe that the Brisbane Broncos, after doing all that hard work and looking after him since he was like 15 years of age, 
that they want to see him go. But there again, his contract ends at the end of this uh, this season, and he probably wants to be paid a lot more money than what he is now, on now. Because the other clubs that are chasing to him, they'll, they'll do well. I mean, they, this kid uh, he scored four tries in his last five starts. Is uh, been assist on four occasions. He's playing out of his skin to such an extent that there is quite a lot of, uh, shall we say, media interest. Is could he make his way and be selected for England in the World Cup? Because the way that he's playing, he's one of the best centres down here. A phrase has just come into my mind, Stevo. Beware the Ides of March. I know we're in May, <laughs> but beware the the Ides of May. You know, there's so much going on. There's so much conjecture going on. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. And we'll do it all again in seven days' time. We'll chat away again about all the uh, the things that are going on both sides of the world. You take care of yourself. Get rid of that bad chest. I can tell you're struggling again. And uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Well, I hope so. And by that time, I hope that the rain has stopped pouring down in Sydney. We've had two days since I got back of sunshine. What on earth? <laughs> Everything you do is timed to perfection. Summer has started here. You <laughs> get a brolly and get out in the rain. Look after yourself, old boy. See you in a week's time. Take care, top man. <laughs>